Hello, and welcome to Uncensored. This is Ryan Spencer, your host, talk about all the sports that happened recently this week. Now, again, some of you might be asking me, Spencer, why is this late again? I made a conscious decision last night that I'm going to do a doubleheader today. I'm going to doublehead this one at around 6, 7 o'clock. Then I'm going to watch the Bruins game versus Columbus. I might watch a little bit of the um, Dallas versus Columbus, or Dallas versus St. Louis. And then I'm going to try to watch a little bit of the NFL draft. So, a lot is going on today. So, I decided instead of doing a podcast yesterday and then probably doing one today, since um, there is such, such such so much going on, since there's a lot going on with the NFL draft and the start of the second round, I might as well just do a podcast before everything happens and then a podcast after when everything happens. So I guess I'm gonna well, I guess I'm gonna put it as I'm doing a doubleheader today. So that's why this is a little late. I apologize if you were really expecting it on a Wednesday, but I think a doubleheader should um, at least get get me away with that for now. So starting off in the NFL, uh, Frank Clark, the D-tackle for the Seattle Seahawks, was dealt to the Kansas City Chiefs for the first rounder in this year's draft at 29, and a second rounder next year, and they're going to flip uh, mid-round picks, I think, this year as well. And then later, that and later uh, he was uh, extended by the Chiefs for a five-year, $105.5 million deal, $63.5 million of that guaranteed it averages out to about 21.1 million per year so probably about 21 and then it'll probably be front loaded so a bunch of money will be in the front so probably around 30 million in the front and then it'll start tailing off nearing the end uh it's, it's a lot of money but uh he's a really good de-tackle and um i i think he's definitely worth the money uh i do feel bad for um seahawks fans having to lose one of their better defensive defensive players uh, due to the not wanting to be able to not not wanting to nor being able to afford to pay him due to the uh, massive contract they gave to Russell Wilson, uh, I definitely don't think that Russell Wilson deal is looking good for them since they just lost one of their best defensive players in Frank Clark, and uh, Wagner I think is still a question mark for their team. Um, they still have no really good running backs. Uh, their offensive lines, I think. No, I, I think it's terrible from what I've been told. Um, they're off the receiving cords. I think mediocre. Their tight end isn't very, very, very good. Um, and defensively, they're shaky. So I guess we'll see uh, what what happens in that. What happens to that team? But uh, it doesn't look good for Seattle right now. It doesn't look good. And Marshawn Lynch or Beast Mode has retired for the second and probably final time as a Oakland Raider. He retired first after he um, uh, tore a muscle in his. Um, uh, tore a pectoral muscle uh, for the Seahawks, and he retired after, uh, I think it was maybe 2014, maybe? 2015? And then he came back the year after, coming to Oakland and played, I think it was two seasons or three seasons, and is retired uh, for the second time, and I do believe it'll be his final time. Uh, he has not reason to come back. It's not an injury. It is just him saying, I'm tired of playing football. I'm tired of getting drilled by fat guys who are taller than me, stronger than me, bigger than me, and probably faster than me at this point. And uh, I think it's uh, uh, a good time for him to finally retire as Oakland has become a uh, a little bit of a dumpster fire with all of their trades and losing all their good players and having uh, Mike Mayock as their GM, which I think is a complete joke. And they have uh, John Gruden as their uh, head coach. Like That team is so dysfunctional. That, Jay, that John Gruden and uh, Mayock sent all of their scouts home because they didn't know who to trust. You know how dumb that sounds? 
Like you're employing people to do your scouting to help you figure out who you want and then you send them all home because you don't trust them. That sounds pretty stupid to me, but I mean, hey, whatever makes you feel better, uh, Mayock and Gruden, but uh, just a complete shambles in that. And I guess I probably should say the NFL Draft is tonight, or Thursday. Uh, eight, 8 o'clock starts on the NFL Network, and I think that's it because of the playoff games. Because every other channel I saw had, like, CBC has playoffs, and uh, Sportsnet has playoffs, and I believe TSN has play- all the playoff hockey. But uh, there might be another channel other than the, sports, uh, sp- uh, the NFL Network that has the uh, draft, but that's the only one that I've seen that has the NFL draft for sure. And I guess the last thing that I saw was Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger for the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers got a two-year, $63 million extension, which extends from his last year of his deal was this year, so he's going to get two more years after this year uh, to $63 million, averaging out to about $31, or, yeah, $31.5 million per year. It's uh, not as big as Russell Wilson's contract, but again, he's also a lot older than Russell Wilson. And Big Ben being around, I think, the 35, 36-year-old range. Uh, I think it's a goodish contract if Big Ben can continue producing, but um, I think his his production will come down after losing Antonio Brown, uh, and officially leaving Le'Veon Bell. Even though he did have Connor, who played really well, in favor of uh, or instead of Le'Veon, but um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they do without their uh, two best playmakers on the uh, on the field. Now going into the NBA, the uh, East playoff bracket is all over. It's already been decided. The Bucks swept. The Raptors won in five. The Sixers won in five, and the Celtics also swept. So in the second round, the Bucks will be facing the Celtics, and the Sixers will be facing the Raptors. It is a very heated East division. So all the top seeds went through. The Bucks were one. The Raptors were two. The Sixers were three, and the Celtics were four, like division-wise or I guess conference-wise. So. It'll be interesting to uh, to see um, who makes it out of the second round. Because the second round, I think, will be very hotly contested. Like, the Bucks versus the Celtics will be very, very interesting to see if um, Giannis can... Uh, well, I'm going to put in quotations, carry. But if Giannis and the Bucks can get by the uh, Kyrie and the Celtics. And then even the Sixers versus the Raptors, it'll be, uh, what, that disgusting starting five with uh, Simmons, Butler, Tobias Harris, Embiid, and J.J. Redick. Like, uh... That's a really, really good starting five, and going against the Raptors, you have a really, really good uh, well, star in Kawhi Leonard. But uh, other than Kawhi and they pile off the bench, they don't have a, a lot of stars on that team. Like Kyle Lowry's, I think, okay. I don't think he's great. I think he's, I think he's a decent point guard. But uh, in one of the games, he shot, I think it was 0 for 8 from the field and shot like 0 for 7 from 3, which is pretty nasty. I think that's actually the game they lost to the Magic, who they played in the first round. But uh, and I guess I probably should say the Milwaukee Bucks lot swept the um, the Pistons 4-0. The Raptors beat the Magic in five. The Sixers beat the Nets in five, and then the Celtics swept the Pacers in four. But um, no, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, East shakes out going into the conference finals after the second round. I think it'll be fun to see the Bucks and the Celtics play, and see fun to see the Sixers and Raptors play. Now going into the West, which is absolutely heating up as the uh, Golden State Warriors are up 3-2 on the Los Angeles Clippers, who they lost last night to uh, to the uh, Clippers at Oracle in Oakland and uh, forcing a Game 6 back in L.A. Uh, very interesting to see that they've got, ended up pushing the Golden State Warriors to a, a sixth game with them, uh, you know, being a very, very big underdog and, and in my opinion, not even expecting to be a... Um, 
much of a uh, a contest for the Golden State Warriors. But they have definitely pushed, I, I think, Golden State Warriors more than they've been pushed in a while. And I think it's just to show that they're... Um, Maybe it's them being able to finally uh, tune out Steve Kerr, maybe his ideas. Maybe it's um, them getting, uh, I guess, maybe tired of, uh, I guess, being so good, but tired of, you know, having Durant, Curry, Clay, uh, Draymond, and then having Bookie for a little bit. Because, um, you know, when you have so many good players, sometimes the players, you know, some of them fade out. And when three of your four best players fade out and only one of them shows up, you're going to have a lot of problems trying to keep up with the um, other opposition. Especially a team like the Clippers who have such a great bench where it's like they have, a, they have an okay starting five, but their bench is almost as good as their starting five. So, like, no matter what you're, no matter who you put out there, you're happy, you're playing against a quite good player. So, it, it's a hard to compete with a team like that. So, um, it, it's fun to see the LA Clippers, even though they did away to their best player and Tobias Harris to the Sixers. It's fun to see, and they also got Zubac from the uh, Lakers. It's fun to see that they are uh, pushing the Warriors um, a little bit and showing them that they can compete with them, which I always think is nice to see teams being able to compete with other teams and show that they are worth uh, worth what they're doing, especially because they're the eighth seed playing against the one seed. And in the other uh, series, the Denver Nuggets are up 3-2 on the San Antonio Spurs going into Game 6. They play tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just make sure I double-check it. Yes, they do. They play tonight, and the Warriors play tomorrow, which is tomorrow's Friday. Today is Thursday. But, uh, no, it's uh, definitely good to see that this series is as close as I, as I personally thought it would be, and I think most would, as the San Antonio is really well-coached, and they have some really good players on that team, like uh, DeMar DeRozan. And... Um, it's always good to see Denver always do well because I really like Denver and I thought they were going to get the number one seed, but uh, the Golden State Warriors ended up pulling it out uh, in the end. But I, I love uh, Nikola Jokic and I do like Jamal Murray. So um, it's always nice to uh, see um, see teams that are really weren't expected to do much at the start of the season or you know were kind of question marks going into the playoffs and end up proving uh, people wrong and. Um, it's always nice to see uh, teams really competing because I, I think the East was kind of cut and dry, you know, two sweeps and two uh, two five games, you know. Uh, I think that's too cut dry. I, I like a series that goes seven games, that go six games. That's why I'm really enjoying the NHL playoffs, which is what I reported on 5.5, which was just a hockey update because the hockey's been so competitive so far. It's always nice to see teams that are competing, that are fighting, that are showing them Everybody that they should watch their sport when the series are going seven games, when they're going six games, when they're fighting with the best teams at, you know, you know what happened in in hockey, which I will get into in just one second. I don't think I think it's very rare, and I don't think basketball ever have something like that happen. Or if it does happen, it'll be a very very long time for for that to ever happen. And going into the um, only two series that have finished in the West, the Portland Trailblazers ended up beating the Oklahoma City Thunder in five games for one, and the uh, Houston Rockets ended up beating the Utah Jazz in five games, four games to one. And that shapes up your uh, East and your West. Of course, there's no in West matchups because because Denver's second and Portland's third. The winner of Denver San Antonio will play Portland, and the winner of Golden State Los Angeles Clippers will play the Houston Rockets. So we have no West matchup yet in the second round, but we will get them once those series are over. Like, Denver's could be done tonight, and the Warriors could be done tomorrow. But again, it's to be seen. Now, going into hockey, uh, the Bruins ended up beating the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7. We're making it a 4-3 nice win for the... Or making it a 4-3 uh, series win, which is really nice for me. The game ended up 5-1. It was 20 net goals, so technically it was more like a 3-1 finish, but... um. 
as a Bruins fan, I was really happy about it. I won, I think it was five or six bets that night. Uh, I was, it was a really nice night as a Bruins fan. I, I can tell you, uh, uh, as I guess as a Bruins fan, it was really nice to, um, to beat the Leafs again for the uh, second year in a row and third time uh, in the first round because we beat them in 2013 when we made our cup run against the we made our cup run and ended up losing to Chicago and then we beat them last year after the, and then we lost to Tampa in the second round and now we beat them this year and we don't have to face Tampa in the second round we got Columbus which I think will be a very interesting series and I will give my predictions because the games haven't started yet uh, Boston plays the Columbus Blue Jackets in Boston at 7 o'clock and the St. Louis Blues play against the Dallas Stars at 9.30 so we'll definitely get into those series in just one second. But the Carolina Hurricanes have upset the Washington Capitals 4-3, and that means every single number one seed is out. Washington, out. Um, Calgary, out. Nashville, out. And, of course, Tampa Bay, out. Unbelievable. I've, I've never heard of the top seeds being out, but again, it's also been re- more recent since they switched from the um, conference platform, uh, the conference matchups like the NBA still does, to the division matchups where again it's the three top three division, uh, top three teams in the division go through, and then the two wildcard teams are between both divisions. So technically, in theory, only only five teams from one division can go through, and three teams are guaranteed from the other division. But um. No, it, it's very interesting to see all number one seeds go out, and all. Well, I guess another way to say it is all the wildcard teams are through, um, especially because Columbus was a complete surprise. Because I remember the running joke was they sold all of their draft picks to be took put on the first round by uh, Tampa. That really didn't work out for Ottawa. Um, you got Carolina who beat the Stanley Cup champions. Well, the reigning Stanley Cup champions no longer Washington Capitals because I think them being out officially and their reign as Stanley Cup champions. Colorado beating the best team in the West and the Calgary Flames in five games, might I add. And then Dallas, the Dallas Stars beating the National Predators who were my favorite to win the Stanley Cup. But obviously that's out the window as they beat them in six. And another interesting thing that happened was so Carolina beat uh, Washington in seven. Um, Dallas beat Nashville in six, Colorado beat Calgary in five, and um, Columbus beat uh, Tampa in four. So they have all they have the seven game series, the six game series, the five game series, and the four game series. So they have all four possibilities of winning the series, which I think is also a kind of a fun fact. Even though I think some people might find that a little boring, I think it's a cool idea, and I like that. I like that aspect of it. But I guess I also should finish this with the Colorado Avalanche beat Calgary five and five games four one. The uh, Winnipeg Jets ended up losing to the uh, St. Louis Blues 4-2. The Sharks ended up beating the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3, which was a really good series. I ended up watching um, watching a little bit of the highlights of that game. That game was really good. And I ended up watching the uh, third period, first and second overtime of the Capitals game against the Hurricanes. And it was very interesting because going into the, the, the first overtime... It was interesting because I didn't really know how quick it was going to be. Uh, in the sports net, there's three analysts or four analysts. There's um, Don McLean, and then there's uh, Elliot on the right, Nick Kiprios, and then a guy I think named Kelly. I don't really remember his name. I, uh, it's Elliot Freeman. And uh, they all, uh, Don, Kelly, and uh, Nick all thought it was going to be quick, a quick overtime. And uh, Elliot said that he thought it might go, uh, might go the distance and continue going. And they went ended up going to the second overtime and being, I think, the third longest game in, in uh, NHL history during the playoffs in a sudden death series. And um, but during the two uh, overtime periods, uh, Carolina played them disgustingly. Like it was not close. But um, 
And then going into the second overtime, they were talking about who they thought would score and score the game winner. And uh, I ended up take I ended up picking last because I didn't want to pick one of one of the analysts picked. I ended up picking uh, I thought Jordan Slavin would score for uh, or Slavin would score for Carolina, and I thought Tom Wilson would be the goal scorer for Washington if it ended up happening, because I didn't expect it to be like a really good goal. I expect it to be like uh, maybe a scrappy goal in front of the net where like maybe it's a tip or maybe it's a jab. And it ended up being a tip, but it ended up being uh, something McCabe. Let me just take one quick gander. Uh, Brock McGinn. It's Brock McGinn. My apologies. It's Brock McGinn. Brock McGinn scored the game winner off a tip from Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7. Which, funny enough, Justin Williams hates nicknamed Mr. Game 7, even though he keeps getting points in it. And I think the stat was like, in seven Game 7s, he has 15 points, including the assist last night. So... I mean, you can hate the nickname all you want, but I mean, he has proven that he's a, a, a two points per game player in the uh, game seven. So, I mean, I definitely think that's a, a valid nickname for that. And I've already said the Boston Bruins are playing Columbus tonight, and then St. Louis is playing Dallas tonight, and then tomorrow night the Islanders will play Carolina at seven o'clock, and then the uh, Avalanche will play against the San Jose Sharks at ten o'clock. The Islanders host. And uh, the Sharks host, of course, as Carolina and the Sharks or and Colorado are um, the wildcard teams, and then of course Columbus and Dallas are the wildcard teams, so they will not be the host for the first two games. So, um, I'll make quick predictions here. I think uh, St. Louis is going to win in. I'm going to go with six games. I'm going to take San Jose in six games. I'm going to take Boston in six games. I don't want to take the Islanders. See, I want to take like all of them in six because I think all of them are quite evenly matched. But like, I feel like taking them all in six just leaves me off for being like completely wrong. So, okay, I'm gonna make Boston Columbus a seven. I think Boston will win in seven. I think the Islanders are winning six over Carolina. This this is uh, honestly very difficult. Because, like, all these teams are so evenly matched, but I don't, I don't, I kind of think in my head, like, because, like, I know, I think the Islanders will beat Carolina in six because Robin Lander's been really hot, and then, of course, they've been really, really good, and they, they ended up sweeping the, um, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, they've, they've proven that they are a good team, and that they can beat just about anybody, as Car- uh, Pittsburgh is still a really, really good team with Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Latang, Matt Murray, and, uh, etc., but um, I like Carolina. They ended up being the most recent Stanley Cup champions. And I'd love to see them go farther. But I think the Islanders will take it in six. I think Boston will take it in seven. I, Columbus is coming off really hot. But again, I think it all depends on tonight. Because if they play bad tonight, I think it I think it depends on... Because like, they've had nine days off. And that's either a really, really good thing or a really, really bad thing. Because teams come off nine days of being refreshed and being up for it and being more energetic. Because they've had nine days off, or could they come out rusty because it's been nine days off and they haven't played a, a hockey game in almost ten days? So they may come out a little rusty, come out a little slow. Boston catch them off guard. Boston scores a couple goals, and the game will be over quick. So I'm gonna take Boston in seven over Columbus. I'm gonna take the Islanders in six, and then I'm gonna take San Jose. And I'm gonna take St. Louis, but I gotta decide games. Huh. Um. I'm going to take 
The only problem is like I want to take one of them by seven, one of them by six. But the problem is, is like Dallas and Colorado are so like one line teams. Like Dallas is Radulov, Ben, and Sagan, and Colorado's Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon. It's really hard to, like make a decision on who I think will last longer. And if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go with. I think it's San Jose is gonna win in seven, and I think St. Louis is gonna win in six. So I'll make it official. I think St. Louis is gonna win in six. I think San Jose is gonna win in seven. I think. Boston's going to win in seven, and I think the Islanders are going to win in six. Those are my predictions. They might come really, really wrong in the end, but you know what? Somebody's got to make a prediction somewhere, and that's where I'm going to do it. And uh, that's as far as I'm going in for right now. So um, stay tuned for about probably even 11 o'clock maybe, depending on um, how long it takes me to get um, through all the games, if there's any overtimes or not, because there could be lots of overtimes in the next two games. Um, if there's any overtimes, plus the draft, plus i got to be able to get all of it, maybe on a piece of paper or get all my ideas semi put down because I don't like writing scripts because I think that's 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 just not me I'm not good at writing scripts and reading off a script I'm more of a put down like point form and then me kind of building off bridging off of it with my uh my mind my mind's very I guess sport like because I don't really remember sports anymore that's why my school grades are pretty mediocre at this point so um I just more kind of branch off in my own little tangents why sometimes my tangents go on for an extreme amount of time but, um, no, uh, the podcast will probably come out around 11 or 11, 12 o'clock at night, depending on how long it takes for all the games to end. And then, and of course, the NFL draft, and I'll bring up the NFL draft and then the first two games of the playoffs. And then, of course, my schedule will go back regular to Sundays and Wednesdays. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you later.